With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. News team, assemble! It's back and bigger than ever. It's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Sooner Scoop crew. Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, we are back. It is the unofficial 40 podcast from Soonerscoop.com. And we've got a lot to talk about today as uh, we are... Here doing an emergency pod and uh, on the heels of uh, a bombshell announcement yesterday. Uh, 22, 23 year uh, long head coach, or not head coach, uh, assistant coach, Kale Gundy uh, has resigned. Did it late last night, just after 1030. Uh, rumblings were circulating around. We were all scared shitless that it was going to show up on the board uh, ever, you know, all day Saturday. All day uh, Sunday. And then we'd have to address it, and we were still trying to gather information. We, we did find out about it, uh, that it had happened, and we're trying to gather more information. Because it's one of those things. It's a very sensitive situation. Um, it, it, it ended up, you know, it, it happened. Kale Gundy resigned because of it. Uh, and Josh, I mean, let me hit you up, because you were one of the first one of us to kind of hear rumblings of this. Uh, but just a, a shocking, shocking conclusion to this thing. I, I, you know, I put something up on the board trying to put some perspective on it. And it's just, I, it, this is what, like, guys, you know, we were joking last week, and obviously we'll get into that, about how calm this summer has been. And I, I guess this is, you know, what you deserve when you talk about shit like that. But I, if you would, like, if there was a bingo card of what was possible in the season, like, this wouldn't have been one I'd have played. Like, I, I never – I thought Kale Gundy was going to coach at OU until he was 70 years old. Like, he he, he loved – like, it's it, – and that's the worst part. Like, we were right – I was writing updates yesterday and kind of putting stuff out on Twitter. People were like, don't you think – that it was like, it's too soon, Josh. It's too soon. I'm like, this is the job, man. Like, this is how this works. But it doesn't mean that I don't appreciate how huge this is. I mean, huge for him, huge for Oklahoma. It's It's a massive story. Well, and it's also, you know, just, just a personal blow. I mean, to everyone around the program, mm. uh, I mean, Eddie, we were sitting in the conference room eating lunch, and uh, you, I hadn't even seen, I still haven't seen it, but you said uh, AD, um, yes. you know, had, had said something mm-hmm. on Twitter, and I was kind of waiting for that because they were so close, and uh, Kel was so close with that whole family. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Bob Stoops, you know, came out and said something last night, and, and you know that, these guys are heartbroken over this. Yeah, it's absolutely it's shocking. I mean, it's just shocking in terms of, I think everybody knows what Kale Gunny's meant to the program. I think everybody knows kind of what what he, he meant after Riley. Yeah, like after everyone, Riley. And, and just going back in, I saw uh, Kobe's dad, uh, you know, Will Truby put something up this morning about just how integral he was. And he talked about it at the time back in January mm-hmm. as far as what keeping this program together and <laughs> when everything 
kind of seems like it was uh, falling apart. It's just, it sucks. And then I think even worse part is having to sit here and talk about it because it's uncomfortable. It, it just, it's yeah. shitty the way that it's all gone down. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I think everybody knows it just can't happen though. But at the same time, I, you wish that you could find a way to just move on and, you know, wake up and think that it didn't happen, but it kind of is what it is. And it did happen. And the whole thing is just, it's the first kind of, uh, you know, hiccup. adversity yeah. hiccup mm-hmm. roadblock speed bump, whatever the hell you want to call it. It just sucks. It, it, it's a shitty, shitty situation. And, uh, it's unfortunate that, you know, 15 seconds of losing his mind in a way is going to ruin 30, 30 years to what he meant to this university. Well, and th- that's the thing. I mean, like, you know, you can go on the Crimson Corner now and see people arguing about, uh, you know, why did this happen? Like, why did it play out the way it did? We're not really here to defend one way or the other. It's just, you know, it's one of those deals. When it was in that meeting room, it was in that meeting room. But once it got out of there, you know, other people would hear it. They wouldn't have context of how it was said, when, it, you know, what, what spirit it was said in. Playing game of telephone. Yeah. Um, it, it, it just becomes this thing. And I got to say, I mean, I, I, it doesn't make me look any differently at Kale Gundy, just personally. Okay. I, I don't, yeah, I don't I, look I, at him any differently as a person. I don't wake Same. up this morning and think like he's some kind of raging racist. It, that's no, just not, no. the, that's not a fact. It, it, and it sucks that there's going to be a lot of people from the outside looking into what's happening here in Norman that in a way will feel differently. Like it will become this thing where he has turned into this big racist. And I, I mean, I'll it's say important this. that there's so many players have stuck up for him. And I think that's why going back to like yesterday, I think we all kind of thought is like, at least I would say that I kind of characterize it as like, I'm sitting there last night kind of taking a deep sigh. It's like, okay, I think they're going to be able to navigate this somehow, whatever that direction may be. And then an hour later, we're dealing with the fallout of a resignation. Yeah, it felt like maybe a suspension. I thought we were going to not have practice viewing today. Sure. So that when Kale isn't there, you don't notice. And then come back like a week later and he is there and you everything looks fine. So, yeah, it was just a crazy 24, 48 hours. Yeah, and it, it comes down to, to me, this is the most important thing. It's not about could he have survived this, should have, should he have survived it. The fact is, you know, Kale knew that this was going to cause too many problems. Like, regardless of how much time he spent in Oklahoma, I don't want to say he took a bullet, but, I mean, he knew how it was going to work out, what the reputation was going to be outside of Norman, outside of the players in that that meet that position group meeting like in recruiting like right. people would use that against him like you have a coach that uh is is on people are on record saying he said you know the n-word yeah because so, you're 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 gonna have guys like rodney anderson and joe mixon who have gone through the battles with kale they're gonna vouch for him but what's that gonna mean to like a 2025 wide receiver that has no connection to him at all except what they're trying to build now and this is one of the first things that he knows about who kale is i mean like this is kind of it, it it's a little it's just surreal because i mean i think of the history of ou and people doing stupid things to get in trouble i think of like josh jarbeau um you know the the thing he had on youtube before you knew you could get canceled for doing things on social media like you go back to that stuff and it's like all this stuff seeing you know tends to happen uh and 
it's it's not about to me it's not about placing blame it's just about the fact that you know you can do things in a split second that can ruin you and you know it's it's awful and you know it's not that i worry about that stuff for myself but it could happen to me easily i mean look at the lincoln riley stuff i mean um that i went through so it's just, it's a terrible situation I don't think it does us any good to argue whether it's right or wrong that you can get canceled for something. You just can't. It just is the way things are. I, you know, you, you guys touched on it perfectly, and it's something I put up on the board. If every time you're meeting a recruit, the first thing you have to talk about is this, that's a problem. Like, it just is, and I, I'm not saying it's fair. I'm not saying it's right. Sure. And I don't know. You know, and people could say, well, five years from now, that won't be the case. Okay, great. What do you do till then? Like that, there are parents who you're going to walk into a living room or think about offering a kid, and you already are out of that recruitment because they are not going to send their kid to you. And again, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying there are people that feel that strongly about that, and you have to acknowledge that. Like you, you, and I, I again, I think Carrie, or I think it was Carrie said a second ago, and I know others have as well. It's dead right. It's it's why Kale did what he did. He didn't fight it. He didn't try to you know build you know player support to bring it you know to keep him around. Like he knew there's no good way this ends. That this is gonna go bad. And it, I mean it's I mean, not you, good you now. To, it could have been so much worse. Look at it this way. He he read a word that somebody else wrote. Yep. He, he did, yeah. Do he we need to say, like rehash like what? happened yeah. i mean yeah, it's, it's i think we do know what happened but there's so many people out there that still are like in the dark in a way and it's like how could uh, reading comprehension and like just evaluation of things is at an all-time low just like you need read to like kale like, just well, read what happened. A lot. He told yeah. you what happened i guys and credit to him like that yeah, sure. could have been super vague and he wasn't like he laid out as much as he possibly could have, and he owned it. And I'm like that 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 is how you write something like that. That because you can't fault him for it. I mean, like, well, and, and it's like there has to be what he how he handled it. People, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, it did talk over you there. Uh, people are saying things like there has to be more to the story, and yeah. there really isn't. I no. mean, there really that's just the world that we live in now. But mm-hmm. you know, in the statement, if he didn't read it, if 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 he didn't take the time, which you know. The guy basically, you know, did the best thing that he could do for Oklahoma and lost his job for the university to to make things right, to make it to where there wasn't going to be controversy. So just read the take the time and read his damn statement. I mean, that's that's the first thing I'll say. The other thing is, you know, he was in a team meeting, a position meeting. Uh, One of his players was not paying attention, uh, and uh, Kale. Asked him to pay attention, and then it continued that the player was fidgeting with his his iPad because you know they have notes on their iPad and they're doing film study. Uh, and I know Eddie, you kind of told me more that you'd heard about. I, I'll let you. Yeah, take I mean, because- I it, I think it basically just comes down to you know he basically asks the guys to get out their uh, iPads, which is very common. They have everything on their iPad. They put all their notes on their iPad. You can go home and watch practice film on your iPad. They everything send things is, to your iPad while you're that's right. doing film stuff. That's right. The coaches can send things to your iPad, it, send notes to you on the plays that they're talking about. Yes. And, you know, it, basically, I think anybody that has been in a film scenario or been in like a team meeting or something like that knows that, you know, somebody's playing grab ass or like jacking around, not paying attention. He went back to him and was like, hey, pull this up. And then 10, 15 minutes later, went back to the same player 
said, you know, basically asked him, where do you need to be on this, on this route or this concept? And the player couldn't tell him because he obviously didn't have his notes out. I was told that Kale basically told him like, it's in your notes. If you have the notes up, you should be able to tell me. And I think that's what, you know, to, to a lesser extent triggered him in a way where he took the iPad up, it was put on the board in front of him. And then he read aloud what was on the iPad and it happened to be, you know, two sentences and there was two racial slurs in it. And I think everybody kind of knows what that means. Like he said the N word twice. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was, it like was one immediately of those mortified. Was like, Holy shit. What did I just say in front of all these people? And, you know, I think that there was a sense of everything was almost kind of taken care of within that room. Like, I don't think that the wide receiver. This was, this was Thursday, right? I think it's either Thursday or Friday morning. Okay. I was like told Friday, it was Friday morning. Friday morning. When I was initially, they, yeah. Like, yeah. they're trying to go through all this shit, like, put it in before the start of camp. This is the first time they're going out to the practice field. And then all of a sudden, this happens. I think they got out to the practice field. And I think everybody kind of thought, not necessarily that it was over by any means, but I think there was an understanding, like, everybody that was in the room that knew the context of what was happening... And I'm not, nobody's like sitting here. I don't think any four of us are saying he shouldn't be disciplined. He shouldn't be, you know, something shouldn't have happened to Kale. This, it, it, it can't to. go un, like, un, unchecked, yeah. unadvised, whatever. But I think that there is like a certain element of, you know, I, I, I think that everybody that was in the room, all 15 guys or whatever that is, that is in that wide receiving core, including Kale. And the two other coaches that were in the room mm-hmm. understand what had happened. And then I, it just it grew into a life of its own. And that's where we are today. That's why everything that happened after 10 o'clock last night, it's just like, holy shit, what, what did... Like, and, that, and I think that's why the, it is very normal. Like, it's a very normal response to go, well, what am I missing here? Like, mm-hmm. if the players all have vouched for the guy, if... You know, everybody was willing to move on and accept the apology in some regard, which I believe a majority of the football team is willing to do that. Why did it end in a guy tendering a resignation? <laughs> after yeah, like, yeah. later, after yeah. that's the yeah. question you ask. But the answer sure. is, well, SAE, um, a little bit, know, right? The professor that said the in the ago. class, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you know, uh, all the the Black Lives Matter stuff, like the marching, all that, like. The football team was in the middle of all that. So now the rest of the campus is going to watch and they find out that you had a coach that said the N-word. It's selective. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, you but, can't be selective. But you're not going to march on that. Like, well, like and, or, I, It would have caused all sure. kinds or of problems Venables across campus. Was yeah. his, trying to instill the culture, accountability. Yeah. He, accountability is a word we've heard like a thousand and, times. And what a yeah. terrible, awful, awful, awful spot it is for Brent Venables to look at now and you're trying to get through literally the first week of practice and you're having to deal with, you know, the discipline of a assistant, a guy that is supposed to that be you've known forever. Right. It's not like on a, your one side. Of these first year coaches you just brought in. Sure. And as Bob said, held held things together in, in the middle of chaos when and, nobody and you, else could. You've got to think Kale was among his first calls like, I want you on this staff. I mean, if this isn't a guy I mean they they clearly have a really strong relationship. So that's I, I can't imagine that for Brent. That, that's a brutal decision. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I, everybody that I've talked to has the same reaction. 
Uh, and it is, you know, I think it's kind of the same reaction that we all had. It's like, holy shit, what happened? Oh my God, I can't believe that's true. And like, it, there's like this, I don't know about you guys, but there's this sense of like anger and then it's just like, like well, shit. Like this is, I mean, it's pretty, I, I woke up this morning too thinking like, because of the steps that they made, is there, is there a path to reconciliation? And I just don't know how you get there. The problem is that it would take time yep. sure. and mm-hmm. people outside of the program aren't going to give them the time. Oh, that's right. It's well, just going to be noise, noise though. And it would just, it will make it worse and worse. And I hate it. I, I hate it. I, I, yep. I, I don't think it's right. I, everybody knows, you know, I hate cancel culture stuff. Uh, it's, you know, but it's a bunch of people that have, it's like everything else. No one has a personal relationship with any of these people. It doesn't matter to them. It's just, he said something, he should be gone. Like there's no, there's never any, when this stuff happens, there's never any thought for the people. And that's the hard thing. Yeah. And it's, I hate it. It's not right, but it just is the way that it is. And it's stupid. I agree with everyone who thinks it's stupid, but there's nothing you can do about it. It's just the world we live in. No, it is. And, you know, I, I think that as soon as it it happened, I think that there's a certain element of everybody that's kind of knew which way this was going to go. Probably everybody hoped that it wasn't going to go this way. But it just, it it sucks. And then it, it, it sucks even more having to talk about it for four hours on the radio <laughs> or come in here and have to have this conversation with you guys because it is uncomfortable. And, you know, I, I think that there is like a certain element of... Uh, like, let's be honest, being a, being a white guy, like I've never had to endure that, you know, like I, I can't put myself into that spot. Uh, so I, I can't imagine, I can't sit here and tell you all how to think, but it just, it's, it's a situation that, you know, we obviously like, I was obviously joking, but anything other than this would have been something that I would have loved to have talked about. It's just shitty. Well, and, and, that, and that opens up like this whole new like pathway carry of it's 25 days before kickoff like yeah like this isn't a a spot now and moving forward with Damian washington that and he's the interim uh wide receivers coach in case you didn't know we saw him out today at practice it just is it's like one of those deals he's gonna have to be the interim i don't think oh yeah there is like this gateway where you can go recruit a coach who's now working his job already like getting ready camps for his started season, yeah. across the country there is no wide receiver coaching pool that you can choose from right now. Well, the, the bad thing is, I mean, Jeff Levy's in here as new offensive coordinator, but we've all talked about it so much. Like Kale Gundy, when's he going to become an offensive coordinator? When's he going to take it over? Like there was a, you're losing a wealth of offensive knowledge in Kale Gundy too, that Jeff Levy could have had, you know, to tap into. And, you know, he's got, you know, he's got Joe John who he's been with for a long time, but it's not like you just have, you know, DeMarco, Certainly knows football, but younger guy like Kale Gundy had a real place on this staff that it's a hole that just can't be filled. Yeah, it wasn't just a nostalgia thing. Oh, it's great because he's been around the program for years and years. He had the knowledge. He had, he was going to help in a massive way. I we did get to watch Washington for about forty five minutes this morning. He looked comfortable. I mean, he understands this is his role now. I mean, it wasn't like Jeff Lebby was there holding his hand or Brent Venables was watching LaDamian to see if he could handle it. So it's just something we'll have to learn. You know, we're all going to find out together whether or not h- how well he can coach. I, Josh, I feel like he's going to be able to re- recruit 
pretty well, just based on the interactions we had with him during the on-campus on camps throughout the course of the summer and what receivers have said. But it's just a whole lot of questions un, in uh, unknowns that we can't answer as of today. Oh, with him and recruiting, I mean, you're, you're absolutely connecting dots. You, you don't know. There's no way to know. He's never been the guy who's the, you know, the spear, I guess the tip of the spear in recruiting. Like, he's never had to be that in the receiver room. Now, what you can connect seems amazing. Like, it seems like the recipe for a really good recruiter. Young guy, very energetic, has got NFL background, both as a player, as a coach. I mean, like, he has a lot of... Uh, interesting kind of angles he brings to recruiting. And I, like I said, I've talked to plenty of players, you know, before this. And obviously there's been a few conversations over the last 12 to 18 hours of, you know, what some of the guys that OU's recruiting think about all of this. But even before that, there's absolutely been a, yeah, I talked to Coach Washington. I really like him. He's, you know, he's really been big on, getting to know me and kind of building a relationship with my family. I mean, like, it's it hasn't just been Kale that's talking to these guys. So that's why I think the alarmist stuff where it's like, oh, he's going to lose Keon Brown and Petaway, and it's all, like, it, it seems extreme right now because the story's so big, and that's the way everybody always reacts. When, you know, when a coach leaves in December, yeah, okay, that's tricky. I mean, and again, not not Lincoln Riley. Just like a normal position coach makes a move in December. Everybody's pretty used to that. That happens all the time. This is so unusual. It creates kind of an alarm on the corner, and everybody tends to go worst-case scenario. It'll be okay. Like, it, it, it may not be perfect. They may not sign all three guys I, that they either have committed or I think they're going to land, you know, prior to yesterday evening. But I still think it's going to be okay. This isn't going to be a seismic shift for this recruiting class. It, it might have been just the Missouri connection, but J.J. Hester mm-hmm. told me flat out that his conversations were with Washington initially before it went to Kale and Levy when they were going mm-hmm. through the portal process. Well, and let me go back to this because I think this is important to, to say and for people to hear, like, it does no one any good to try and out who the player was in this in this instance. I mean, it. I know people want to know. People are already demanding to know on the corner. I'm sure OU Twitter is going to go on their own little witch hunt um, to try and f- figure out who it was that you know had that on his iPad that Kale read from. But like from what I've been told, the person responsible feels worse than anyone. Like it's not like I know it was a guy that wasn't paying attention in class, basically, but. Think about being the guy that got a coach fired because of your actions. Like, I, I, I would be surprised if that person, you know, finished out at OU. You gotta like, be mentally tough to not not hit the portal now. Yeah, I mean, it's just what that kid must be going through. I mean, it's got to be awful. So, so mission. I don't think it does any good to go out on a witch hunt and try and identify who this was or demand to know. Uh, or even spread the rumor about who it is, or um, you know, it, it's it's an awful situation. I, the kids have to grow up; they have to learn, you know, how to be responsible. Uh, this is a really tough lesson for somebody to have to learn. Demarco Murray just put out a uh, Instagram post and with, with I, a statement, which is, I guess, interesting in a way, just because that's the first time we've heard from another coach, an, another yeah. coach, mm-hmm. an active coach. Mm-hmm. 
and I think we can. I think it's safe to say that we've all, in one form or another, heard something that this player like didn't want this to happen. This wasn't like him pushing it or him being upset. Like th- this had nothing. That's this right. Is, I, I, and that's why the witch hunt, if it ever did begin, is just not fair. Like he made a mistake in in, in the team or position meeting. That's fine. But this isn't like something he pushed or was responsible for. Like, no, I, I, he didn't want this either. From everything I've gathered, I don't think I don't think any of the players wanted it. No, but it was out of Agreed. their control. I, I haven't talked to anybody who, in feel fact, like is. I was told that last night. Was right. I was told last night, uh, a couple of hours before the resignation, like the players were under the impression that he wouldn't be fired, but there would be some suspension served. That yeah. was their. But then you know, my thinking was well. Unfortunately, it's not up to the players, and and we can go over all day like where it went. I I will say this: did learn something last night. I, w- I was told, you know, that from people that have dealt with the racist issues in the past on campus, that any time uh, a racist issue is known before the public finds out about, it, they send out this like campus wide alert for like this is going on. If you would like to talk to someone, counselors are available. Uh, you know, we have, you would, know, would that still be an action though? Even though school hasn't technically, that's true. there's that's no true. students. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. That, well, that's possible too. Yeah. So, but I'm just saying, I don't know if this went all the way to the president. Like I, I don't have any indications that that was the case. I think I, you know, I think kale felt like this was just something that had to be done because the talk continued to go up the chain and he knew probably the, the eventual outcome. No one man's bigger than the program. That's what we heard for months and months. That's another example of it. It just sucks because he's given as much as anybody. Yep. 100%. To not be oh. able to, to, you know, be given a second chance based on those circumstances, it, it's tough to swallow. I understand that. And, yep. and I know people will feel like, well, why couldn't you just suspend him for the year? Or could, like we were talking earlier about, you know, maybe maybe there could be a reconciliation. Again, you still have to come back to – well, why weren't you, you know, like when he's sitting in a living room, why weren't you with Oklahoma for the last year? Some kid that doesn't know the story, doesn't know right. anything about it, then you've got to explain it. And again, I know that seems like nothing to people having to have that conversation with people that, you know, again, I just read DeMarco's instant, like people that know him know that's not what he's about. People that don't know him and don't have time and, life you know invested in him that it's not the same like it, they're gonna look easy at it to discount it you know yes it's, it's just absolutely to fair him or not, just a it just is yep absolutely and i mean i again i'm not saying that's fair or right i'm saying that's reality well um regardless of what we say what you guys say out there on social media crimson corner it's done i mean i know there's you know, there's going to be this little groundswell of, you know, somebody talk some sense into the athletic department and bring him back. That's just not going to happen. It's And I think that's why it's actually important to get back to the practice field today and for us a little bit to see it because it felt, it felt like normal practice. Yeah, it did. Nothing it did. felt off about it. Good intensity, it. good, like, good physical contact for a lot of guys. Like, if you would have dropped me down there not knowing what right. we knew, I would never have been able to tell. And, you know, I, it, now what does that mean when 
Practices over, closed door meetings and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I'm, there's going to be mean, a those, lot. I mean, those players that were out there today really hadn't had time to process this. I mean, I'm sure some of them sure. were already in bed when that was done. I sure. mean, like you wake up in the morning, like Coach Gundy resigned. Like now is when they're processing it. So sure. that's what you were like. Is this going to have ripples in the team and the team chemistry and the, and the, and the fiber of the team, their togetherness? Like, is this going to cause a divide? Um we don't know that yet. I well, mean, that's you, to be you, that's to be determined. You would think if things were as strong as they claim it to be over the last mm-hmm. four or five months, you can you can navigate these waters through a little bit of togetherness and everything like that. But I mean, this is definitely something, that, and it's one of those issues that I think they're they're you know everybody's gonna have their own opinion about. And it. that there's a little you know we talk about the logic to it. You do it now. Students aren't even on campus, so it's not like it's being talked about. They arrive in two weeks. It'll still be talking about some, but you're giving no, a two-week two buffer zone sure. of where you can process it in your own way before all your classmates start you know, asking you about it or giving their opinion about what they thought should have happened. Well, and the other thing, too, is, is and I, I hate to even put it like this because saying the word is saying the word, and I, you know, it's obviously wrong, but it's not like he was accusing somebody or like calling somebody that he, name. He didn't it was, do it with malice. Right. Yeah. And it, you know, can't take it back though. It's like 15 seconds have, have literally ruined 30 years of his coaching because of a uh, stupid ass decision on his part. And let's face it. I mean, you guys are younger than me, but we've all been in situations where we've listened to music or with other people and you're singing those words uh, and you can't even do that anymore. Yeah. Like that's well, it, it just, it's it, it. If you need to know like what, former players or current players think of Kel Gundy. I, I don't think that it's very hard to get on the social media machine and see the uh, outpouring of support that has come his way. Uh, but again, it's just like, I can't imagine being Brent Venables and having to be in that situation where you're having to decide and you haven't even come through, you know, your first full week of practice and you're having to navigate maybe one of the bigger stories to come out of this thing in a while. And that's saying something compared to considering the, all the shit that we've had to talk about here over the last couple of years. Well, I don't know. It that, sucks. Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks. It's like there's, there is no, there's no end inside of like, okay, you can find your like way to get to this valid. There's no excuse. Like it, I, it's just all bad. At yeah. the end of the day, it's, it's kind of like what DeMarco put in his statements, like what, what happened or what was said in the, uh, the position meeting room just can't happen it just it can't happen all right i think uh that's it for the emergency pod uh we're gonna be back again two for two on emergency pods last week was a little bit more exciting than this one double monday (laughs) emergency pods what will the i'll say this you can't blame us because we didn't have the doom pod like we you know I would let josh if you want to speak on anthony evans jaquez petaway keon brown yeah uh Keon Brown was the first one I heard from last night. He, again, and I can tell you, there was no role, you know, like, let's talk to the recruits before this gets out here. None of that happened. This was, everybody found out at the same time. And when I talked to both Petaway and Brown, they were asking me as much as I was asking them because they didn't know if it was real. Uh, you know, Petaway was like, is that statement real? I mean, they, they really was a, just a total mystery for those guys. They, they were totally blindsided by it. Uh, Brown did tell our guy, Adam Gorney, I'm solid. I'm locked in. He, he acted like there was no reason to be concerned. 
Uh, Petaway talked to Nick Harris a little bit more than, than he did me. Um, uh, Petaway had, you know, had, knows Nick, has a good relationship there. And I got the impression that there was very real concern last night. That, that there, the, him and the people around him were worried. Um, now I will say they're going to take a few days, talk to OU, kind of hear, you know, all that they need to hear. So it's not going to be a rush thing. I don't expect you to hear an announcement today or anything like that. But I, if a decommitment happened, it wouldn't shock me. Now at the same time, like I was telling you guys before we got started, I, I, I don't think OU would be eliminated. I probably would still bet on OU as the favorite, to be perfectly honest. Um, he likes OU a lot. It wasn't just about Coach Gundy. There was a lot there that he liked. So I, I think OU could get back in that race and, and possibly win it. I, I don't that's, think it's, oh, he's going to Texas. Like that, that's not realistic. Josh, how is his relationship with Levy? Uh, you know, the thing that helps OU a lot is that's Levy's area. Levy recruit, you know, he's been to Houston a lot. Um, ha, you know, so there is familiar, it's not just like, oh, he's the guy I've seen a couple of times or gone to Norman. There is some, there is an actual relationship there. Uh, Petaway's kind of a quiet kid. He's kind of kept to himself. So that's the trickier part is because I'm sure he does have a lot of, connection and affinity for Gundy and he's a guy that I don't think makes those relationships really easily but at the same time like like we talked about after he took as a Texas official he didn't love that trip and I don't think has ever really warmed to that staff so or at least not in the same way as Oklahoma so I think Oklahoma can fix it I think it can be okay although like I said if there is some you know if, if he doesn't fully you know, if OU doesn't know their verdict with him until National Signing Day, that won't shock me. Like, I, I think there is room for question, but I, I do think it, I don't think it's a done deal. I don't think he's gone or anything like that. We'll just have to kind of see where it plays. Uh, the last is Anthony Evans, and he's the one that's talked to me the most about the relationship he has with LaDamian Washington. He really likes him, talked about him as a guy he talks to a lot, a guy he has a lot of trust in. Um, you know, there's no question. I mean, you lose a guy like Kale, great recruiter. Uh, the guys love him. I mean, there's just no question. That is going to have to be overcome. At the same time, with Anthony, he really likes Oklahoma. I've gotten the impression he kind of likes the distance OU is, like, you know, kind of far enough, but not so far like Georgia, those kind of schools. So I still think OU's in good shape. we got to kind of see where this plays out. To my knowledge, at this point in time, Damian Washington does not talk to any of those three guys. Now, I'm going to check back after the pod, hope to have some more for the board as we go forward through the day, but there's still a lot to be discerned. But like I said, I don't think anyone needs to think, you know, the building's burning down or anything. Like, what, I think they're going to be fine with Keon Brown, and they still are probably the leader with both Petaway and Evans, however you want to look at their you know, commitment status at this moment. Well, what a terribly just unfair situation Damian Washington's been thrown into now. Like having to almost, it's the opportunity of a lifetime in one regard, but also a situation like just looking the way that he was like interacting with players before practice started today is kind of like one of those moments of like, here goes nothing type thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, sink or swim. Yeah, like th- there's there's nowhere else to go. And I don't know, I'm not saying that I don't think that he's ready or anything like that. It's just like what a terribly unfortunate uh, and just uncomfortable situation. Well, there are going to be guys that say that because two years ago he was a middle school football coach. Sure. So there are going to be people say that he's not ready, he's not qualified. 
Gonna have to deal with it. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get to uh, kind of impressions of uh, viewing uh, on Wednesday's pod and uh, or Thursday. Are you making the schedule now? I think I think our <laughs> I think our media is gonna be Wednesday. Oh, I see what you're saying. We can yeah. do it after Wednesday unless yeah. it's we'll, like we'll figure it out. So <laughs> whatevs. All right. Uh, but that's it for uh, this pod. Um, man, just a really tough uh, 24 hours, 48 hours. It's gonna be for Oklahoma football. Uh, and, uh, you know, our thoughts certainly go out to Kale Gundy and, uh, wish him the best and, you know, it's going to take some time, but hopefully, uh, we do see a rebound from him in in coaching at some point. Uh, so thanks for listening. Uh, we'll check back in with you guys on Wednesday or Thursday, depending on when Bob decides we're going to have the next podcast. So, uh, thanks for listening to this emergency edition of the unofficial 40 podcast right here on soonerscoop.com.